Welcome back to the Connected Aircraft Podcast. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. And on today's podcast, we will feature an unreleased case study on in-flight entertainment and connectivity from Finnair. But first, I want to remind everyone that our next installment of the Connected Aviation Intelligence webcast series is coming up Thursday, August 5th, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. We will feature a live panel discussion focusing on digital transformation occurring in the commercial air cargo business. You can register for the free webcast at gcasummit.com slash aviation intelligence. We are also including a link to the registration in our podcast notes. So on today's episode, as I mentioned, we will be featuring an unreleased case study from Tina Suvanto, Head of Customer Experience in In-Flight Entertainment and Connectivity Development at Finnair. This was actually presented during our most recent Connected Aviation Intelligence webcast in June, and she gives an overview of some of the new passenger-facing IFEC applications that they are developing right now at Finnair. So let's get into this case study presented by Tina Savanto of Finnair. Thank you, Woodrow. And um, hello, everyone. As, um, so my name is Tina Suvanto, and I'm coming from, from Finnair. And uh, I think it's good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. I think it's, uh, it's uh, more like good afternoon here in Finland. It's a beautiful summer day. Um, I just uh, kind of wanted to start um, about telling a little bit what Finnair is. Uh, so if you go to the next slide, please. Um, Finland, so it's a, like we're a Finnish airline based uh, in, in, in Finland uh, using Helsinki uh, as our hub. Um, Finland is the land of saunas and, and Santa Claus and, and Northern Lights, but also, of course, more to the technology side. So Nokia, Angry Birds, Clash of Clans. Um, we are, you know, in the Northern Europe, um, and that is kind of our starting point for our strategy as well. So we are a network airline, um, kind of specializing both in, in passenger traffic and then also cargo. And we are using the, our kind of northern location um, as, as kind of a cornerstone of our strategy that uh, we are offering the shortest connection between Europe and Asia. We are one of the kind of longest, kind of uh, oldest airlines. So we are soon soon turning 100 years old uh, in operations since 1923. Really proud of our northern heritage and, and uh, offering um, a kind of Nordic unique experience uh, on, on, on board our aircraft uh, kind of uh, through the northern, short northern route to, to Asia from Europe. On the next slide, you can see the kind of fleet. When we're talking about uh, in-flight entertainment and connectivity, as we're talking about today, uh, it's always good to kind of uh, remind everyone about a little bit about our fleet. So we have our Airbus fleet is, is one of the youngest um, in, in, in Europe. We are operating uh, 16 uh, 350 aircraft. We were the first uh, European operator to take that into or take a delivery of the 350. Um, and, and I think we were the number three in, in the world, actually. Um, in addition to the 350s, we are operating um, uh, 330s and um, are having on, on 
kind of both of those wide body aircraft, we have uh, IFE, so the seatback IFE, and of course connectivity as well. Then on the, the narrow body aircraft, um, uh, we are operating 321s, 320s, and, and, and 319s from the kind of narrow body Airbus fleet. All of those are connected as, as well. There's no seatback, seatback IFE, but, but all of those are connected. And then our, uh, our partner, Norra, is all, also operating MRARs and ATRs for us, for a, a bit more for the, the domestic domestic route. And then we now on the next slide go to the um, more to the kind of innovation and how are we kind of developing our uh, customer experience in, in this area. Um, I think it's good for everyone to just kind of um, understand that our starting point is really the um, our kind of ecosystem, which is vendor and, and system agnostic. So like the starting point is that we are kind of driving and always um, kind of um, working on, on, on consistent customer experience across our fleet. These pictures are, are from our Wi-Fi portal. So they are, it's called Nordic Sky portal. Um, and what I want to highlight here is that um, the experience from a customer perspective is is kind of uni. It's kind of uh, unified. Uh, we are we are using two different vendors. So we are using Panasonic for the wide body fleet and and Viasat for the narrow body fleet. But we are actually developing this portal ourselves, and um, uh, that kind of creates us the the opportunity to to also you know have a really kind of unified experience. Um, we as so many other airlines, we are not carrying print newspapers anymore. So, so we have a solution, again, developed by ourselves, that the, the PDF format um, newspapers, digital newspapers, are um, delivered to the portal. Uh, they are readable from the portal. And they are, of course, delivered through the satellite connection to the, to the um, aircraft server. So. We also get the kind of fresh newspapers. For example, when our aircraft, our network is built so that um, the kind of the flights from Asia uh, back back home to Helsinki, they leave sort of in the middle of the night in in, in Finnish time. So that Finnish newspaper called Helsinki Sanomat is actually pushed at the same time to our aircraft that it's pushed to the digital printing house. Um, then we also have the shopping experience. We have a pre-order shop on board, again, uh, similar to, to both portals. So whether the customer is, is actually uh, kind of uh, wanting to, to kind of maybe shop already on the way to the destination for the, for the return flight, uh, pre-order shopping, it's, it's possible. So this is sort of the um, kind of starting point to, to all of our innovation. And it also enables us um, to work with other digital touch points we have. For example, our internet access. We have um, we sell internet access to to both our narrow body and, and wide body fleets. Uh, we also sell them before the flight, so customers can actually uh, purchase internet access in the booking flow at the same time as they are booking their ticket 
or then in the check-in flow. Um, and, and, you know, also um, kind of uh, just before just before the journey, if they want to tailor their their flight. And then um, we've been, we made the kind of redeeming the internet access super easy. So a customer only needs um, surname and, and uh, seat number in order to redeem the internet access. We didn't want to make any kind of complicated voucher system. So we thought that the surname customer typically kind of remembers as, as is the seat, seat number. Uh, and then on the next slide, um, we have, um, if you can go to the next slide, please. Thank you. Um, so, um, kind of when, like we, we are, as I already mentioned, we are the, uh, we are creating the portal ourselves, um, as we are for the interactive, uh, for the IFE system. And, and here is kind of the, really the, the opportunity I see in the kind of uh, innovation and, and, and advancing the, the customer experience. So I think it's really not, it's not only about having the entertainment system in front of you for watching films or watching TV series, but I, I really see that that is a kind of a avenue for, for kind of a wider customer experience uh, on board. Um, this is, a, I think, a really nice example of, of that. Um, this is our uh, kind of a shot from our 350s and um, in the let's say in the basic basic situation we have a, a kind of catalog of those items that the customer can purchase or they are complementary for the customer to to order uh, or to have during the flight um, then we have sort of integrated the the crew tools so that crew can put on something we call the IFE order ordering. So then uh, when then that system is on, then uh, customers can also order directly from their seat from the IFE. So they don't need to ring the bell or go to the back, um, back of the, the aircraft. But what they can, uh, they can do is that they can just order the items um, if they are not complimentary, so they're paid, then a uh, customer can pay with their own device. Um, we uh, kind of pair the device with the screen and they can use uh, the kind of uh, normal, normal payment methods of credit cards, Alipay, our loyalty points to pay, pay the orders. And then our crew gets on the left-hand side, there's a, a kind of a shot of the crew, crew tool gets the orders there and then they can deliver them to their to the seat. So this is really sort of um, kind of one example of of um, kind of a super cool things we can do when we have the kind of screen in front of us, we have the connectivity and we can kind of combine customers own device uh, crew tools to the IFE screens. And if we on the next slide still, I wanted to sort of um, a little bit talk also about the process on, on how do we approach this this kind of development at Finner. Uh, so everything of course starts from data and insights. In the uh, previous example, for example, we had certain customer pain points that customers feel awkward ringing the bell or they don't want to go back or uh, Prue had some pain points for going back and forth 
the, the oil and maybe disturbing some of the customers, etc. So we always start from the, the data and insights. Then when we do the development, we are always kind of testing and validating with our customers and crew. So like we're, we're not kind of um, kind of guessing that, hey, that I think this and, and maybe kind of my colleague thinks something else, but we're really using uh, kind of customer validations, crew validations uh, along the development to kind of uh, constantly test different parts um, of, of whatever is it that we are we are working on. And then, of course, the last last one is that uh, before kind of really launching something, for example, to the to the full full fleet, we always kind of pilot something on on one route on one aircraft and taking still the learnings and and the feedback and the the customer feedback as well if it's a test that is actually involving customers. So um, that's kind of um, more on the uh, how side of things and, and 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 how do we how are we approaching this this kind of customer experience development on the in-flight entertainment and connectivity. But I actually wanted to uh, end this presentation part of today with the next slide in on the the beautiful shot of our 350 aircraft something that all of us of course feel feel very proud of and it's a beautiful aircraft beautiful and silent and of course very sustainable aircraft and i i just wanted to kind of uh, end the presentation today today for for this one so i don't know if there are any questions for me Okay, thanks, Tina. Uh, yes, if you do have questions, please do feel free to submit them now for Tina. Um, I'll just start with a few follow-up questions, Tina. Um, going back to how, you know what you were saying about uh, the different service providers you have on the different fleets, um, one follow-up question I have for you is the business model that Finnair is currently using. Um, you know, are you currently charging passengers for access to in-flight internet is there sort of a tiered model are they able to stream um, for that access that they pay for uh, can you just give us a little bit more perspective on the business model that Finnair is using yeah sure of course good question so um we are selling um like yeah the basic basic is that the, the internet connection is is a paid connection so as a customer um you you uh, pay for it um it's a kind of a, you can tailor your your journey and, and you kind of pay for it. We are offering it um, for uh, uh, for uh, kind of complimentary or it's in included for some of our uh, loyalty members, like the top top tier members, and it's also included um, kind of a um, kind of short period of time or or kind of a period of time is included in our uh, business class uh, tickets. But basically, on on uh, long haul side, uh, kind of uh, long haul flights, we are selling only the kind of browsing access. So there, the situation is that um, it's it's browsing access only at the moment, and we are selling it um, for the entire flight, then three hours and, and one hour. So the customer can choose like what kind of uh, what kind of um, kind of a connection or that what works for for him or her, and then on the on the short haul side, uh, we are actually, there's uh, two types of access. There's a browsing access and then there's a streaming access. 
So in the streaming access, then uh, customers can stream and use any any like like any typical um, kind of uh, streaming services you have. Um, and, and and with the browsing access, it's of course well, it's a normal browsing, messaging, uh, social media type of activities. And then there, there we are um, only selling sort of one type of access, so for the entire flight. Okay. Um, and just make kind of a follow question on that. You know, do you look at that business model as uh, you know selling this IFC access? Do you look at it as a kind of revenue generator or is it something that you know obviously Finnair has to pay to enable and, and, and provide this service to the passengers um, so you do have to charge for that access or is it something that is a you know revenue generator for Finnair? Um, I think uh, kind of we have approached this also from the perspective that um, kind of the customer kind of choice perspective so the customer kind of a uh, um uh, kind of can really choose and tailor kind of the trip to to his or her liking and um you know um we we don't want to kind of choose for the customer so we are sort of that's that's uh, kind of one of the reasons why we are um it's it's a paid access we of course all know that um having for example um kind of i think we everybody is looking into these sponsored um business models as are we, uh, we are kind of currently running a sponsored kind of pilot in, in part of our fleet. Um, but um, kind of, you know, I see it as a very uh, kind of um, important part of the customer experience. So those customers who think it's relevant for them, they can have it either by buying or then with sponsored. Um, but but of course it's it's not relevant for all of the customers. So I, I really think it's it's about uh, it's about the customer's choice as well. Okay. Uh, and still going, you know, give a few more minutes for people to submit questions if if they do have them for Tina. Please do go ahead and submit those. Um, now back to the crew tools that you mentioned. I thought that was a very interesting um, scene and in, in what you're doing, allowing uh, basically. Uh, passengers to kind of contactless in a contactless way order their food and beverage yeah. question i had about that is you know there there can be occurrences um in flight where you may lose internet connection uh in in especially that can be frustrating especially for passengers who pay for that access um did the crew have a method of uh sort of monitoring the internet connection and what's going on with that and have the ability to tell passengers what's going on when they do lose internet connection or the ability to know how to troubleshoot that in flight. I'm just curious to get your perspective on that. Mm, that's a little bit out of my, my domain on kind of very detail, but yes, I know that our crew have um, certain tools available for them to troubleshoot. And then they have certain uh, kind of, um, how would I say, they have certain instructions on, on, on how to do it as, as with everything on, on board. So, um, of course, it's really, really important for us um, that the, the the network is or kind of working reliably and it's it's working working well. It's it's of course important for us for the customer experience point of view, but also for our own, as you said, uh, for this kind of IFE ordering tools to work um, kind of uh, properly. It's very uh, important uh, for us that it, it works well. Uh, there's certain things that, to my understanding, the, um, the crew can do on board. I'm not super familiar with the details. 
And it looks like we do have a few questions that came in, so I'll just pull up the first one here. Um, it says, are you one of the first airlines to have mobile app food drink ordering in flight? Are any others, are there any others who are starting to do this for economy class? Actually, it's not the more like um, the payment happens with the, yeah, it happens with the customer's own device, but it happens um, in our Nordic Sky portal or kind of, I don't know how to say, facilitated with our Nordic Sky portal. I believe we are at least one of the kind of first ones to have this up and running. Uh, I, I'm not sure if we are the act, like absolute first one, but I think one of the first ones. Um, the feedback has, I think it's, it's, Internally, we call it the gin and tonic button. I think it's a quite nice, quite nice kind of a, uh, a feature. And I think it's really, I think one of the more kind of wider objectives there is also to kind of um, ensure that there's a kind of peace and kind of peace and a kind of a relaxing environment on board, so people don't kind of walk around and and and, and of course the current hygiene. Um, factors as well, uh, both with the walking around as well as, uh, you know, handling different kind of band, kind of uh, credit cards or, or payment devices. So from my perspective as well. Was was that, you know, did did you launch this capability before the, uh, you know, COVID pandemic set in or was it something that was inspired by, you know, the fact that you maybe want to go contactless and fly with, with ordering food and beverage? It's sort of both and we had we we've been testing this before, but I think there were certain elements in the in the kind of concept that kind of evolved in in this time now uh, when we are kind of seeing that um, kind of that 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 these some of these contactless kind of contactless I don't know features parts are, are pretty important for the for the customer and they can also kind of uh, release the stress of our crew. Uh, and I'll go to the next question now. It says, do you think customers would be interested in streaming video, Netflix, et cetera? And what do you think a reasonable cost for a passenger would be? One euro, five euro, 10 euro. Um, so we kind of kind of went through that with the business model question, but um, any thoughts on, on this question about uh, streaming? Yeah, we can see that customers are interested. We can of course see that because we, we sell it, uh, customers are streaming. Uh, customers are using like any of your normal uh, streaming services um, and then you know for us the price differs uh, kind of according to the uh, uh, flight length um, but but yeah we definitely see that customers are interested uh, especially on our narrow body fleet that's uh, really happy to have it because you know there is no there's no ife screen so uh, that's maybe a little bit different from many of the american airlines um or, or airlines in in america that um our narrow body fleet airbus narrow body fleet uh, does not have an ife screen so basically if you want to stream uh, or like if you want to watch videos the streaming is a really good alternatives alternative uh, for you to purchase the access and, and a stream. Okay. Uh, and not seeing any more questions, so I'll, I'll maybe just uh, leave it off here. Uh, for the remaining of the remainder of the year, um, you talked about this, you know, very innovative mobile app food drink ordering capability that you came up with. Um, are there any more, uh, you know, new capabilities or, or uh, you know, innovation that you're you're working on currently around 
uh, the, the kind of combination of your IFE and connectivity that you have on board? Are there just any new innovations that you're currently working on around that? We of course always are, but we're also developing and kind of hearing, this is a quite new, what I kind of showed you today. Uh, so we're always, of course, developing them further as well, based on the customer comments and the customer um, kind of feedback we get. But yes, of course, we are always working on, on some new, um, new, new things, so to say. Okay, and it looks like we did get one uh, last question that came in, so I'll just pull that up. Are you offering such services on your single aisle aircraft for short leg travels? I believe that you are referring to our Embraer and ATR fleet. Uh, they are not connected. They are not connected. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But the but the Airbus a single aisle fleet is is connected. Are you looking at adding connectivity to those short haul fleets, or are those just kind of two short trips to to really? You know, at the moment, at the moment, there. I mean, there's nothing I can comment on that one at the moment. So that brings us to the end of this episode. As always, please subscribe to us on Apple's podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. <laughs>